Hello, everybody. Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, May 30th, 2019. Um, before we get to that, uh, let me do a little house cleaning here. I want to thank everybody that expressed uh, well wishes, extended prayers, and so on. Um, I'm in one of those regions in the United States that has been very heavily hit by all the bad weather of the past two weeks uh, in in the past seven days or so uh, up to last weekend, I had uh, four out of those seven days of bad weather, four out of those seven days having to hit the storm shelter. Uh, it has been just wild and crazy. And then on top of all of that, of course, last week I had those uh, problems with the uh, Google Hangout application. So that means... Tomorrow, we will be doing a makeup vid chat for the vid chat that was supposed to be last Friday. So tomorrow, there is a vid chat. Cross your fingers <laughs> that there won't be any more bad weather or anything else. Uh, that'll take place at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. As always, I will be in the chat room early. Uh, I've already had some questions submitted from last week that I've kept archived for this week. So get your questions in. Um, and I do have uh, a number of blogs that I've been posting about all of this strange weather and weather modification technologies. Check those out. I've got another one coming tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be rather heavy hitting. I'm tired of people ignoring in their expostulations about the strange weather. I'm tired of people ignoring the weather modification technology that does exist. So be sure and check out tomorrow's blog. All right, now, the nefarium is busy, as you can tell, I think not just with bad weather, but there's a story out of Malaysia, and this is a strange story. This may bear watching. This is one of those stories that's kind of in a gray area. Uh, I don't know, as, as does the author of the article, this is a Zero Hedge article, and they themselves are wondering whether or not this is just blowing smoke, or if this presages something that perhaps is going to come down the pike. Time will tell, but nevertheless, it's an important story. And my context here that we'll get to after I read a couple of paragraphs from this is that we may be looking at the emergence of a two-tiered global currency system. And note I said currency, not finance. Uh, I think the financial system is such a mess that it's anybody's guess as to what's going on. And they're trying to repair it in any number of ways, and this may be one of the fixes. I've linked this article. The article is titled, Malaysia Proposes Common Asian Gold-Backed Currency. And I want to read from the initial four paragraphs in this article because it's uh, the proposal is quite significant if, indeed, this is a message of more to come. Not so much if it's simply, you know, someone talking off the top of their head, which we never know. So here we go. Quote, for years, gold bulls have speculated that China has been quietly piling up physical gold awaiting the moment to unveil a gold-backed currency either after the dollar's reserve status falters or before. 
Today, the Malaysian Prime Minister Mahathir Mohamad took one step in that direction when he proposed the launch of an Asian version of the euro, a common trading currency for East Asia that, unlike the euro, would be pegged to gold, describing the existing currency trading in the region as manipulative, perhaps in reference to China's currency setting framework. According to the Malaysian Prime Minister, the proposed common currency could be used, notice that, could be used to settle imports and exports, but would not be used for domestic transactions. Let me repeat that. According to the Malaysian Prime Minister, the proposed common currency could be used to settle imports and exports, but would not be used for domestic transactions. And let me stop right there. That means if they put this into place, you and I are never going to be exchanging this currency in everyday transactions inside of any of the Asian nations tied to it. In other words, we're not going to be spending that in Australia or Malaysia or Indonesia, but we'll get back to that point. In the Far East, if you want to come together, we should start with a common trading currency not to be used locally, but for the purpose of settling trade, he said at the Nikkei Future of the Asia Conference in Tokyo. The currency that we propose should be based on gold because gold is much more stable. Now note that, that he's saying this at a financial conference in Tokyo. And this is what makes me suspect that this is more than just talking out of both sides of his mouth. This is a message of something to come. So I want to go to this idea of a two-tiered system here because in a way, not ex exactly the same way, and this is important to note, not in exactly the same way, but in a way we've seen this system before all the way back in the 1930s inside of Nazi Germany because the then Reichsbank president, Hjalmar Schacht, is the one that put an end to all the speculation on the German mark, and that meant he was the one that put an end to the hyperinflation. A lot of that was speculation. But what he did once the Nazis took power was he created a currency called the Rentenmark that was to be used by foreigners inside of Nazi Germany. They would exchange their currency for this Rentenmark. That currency could then be tracked to track currency expenditures inside of Nazi Germany. It could not be exchanged for the regular Reichsmark, which was the currency that Germany conducted its foreign exchange in, and that meant Germany kept a handle on its gold. And that's very interesting because this tiered system is kind of the exact opposite of that. It's a currency to be used in foreign exchange that's gold-backed allowing individual nations to keep their local currencies for interior domestic trading, which is a very interesting proposal uh, to come up with. And as the article avers, the, the concern here, at least as far as Malaysia seems to be concerned, is the manipulation of currency by China, in other words, the one. And this is what makes me also suspect that we may be looking at something that is being quietly talked about by the up-and-coming Asian powers, economic powers, Malaysia, Indonesia, Australia, uh, the Philippines, Japan. It's interesting that this is floated at a meeting in Japan. 
And I suspect that this may be a, uh, a signal of developments to watch for. In other words, I think we need to watch for Japan leveraging its own financial clearing system, which is throughout the Pacific Basin in the Western Pacific. And I think this may be their way of perhaps taking some of the steam out of the move toward making the yuan the regional currency. Japan does not, I think, want that to happen. And this may indicate Japan is starting to play the same sort of game that we've seen China playing with respect to bilateral currency agreements, which China has worked out with Russia. You'll recall India worked out a, an exchange of rupees and gold for oil bypassing the dollar, that India worked out a similar deal with Iran. I think Japan it may be signaling, and again, this is all subjunctive mood at this point, folks, may be signaling that it wants to expand that whole concept now to the other major economic powers in the region using this kind of setup, which would benefit Japan and those countries immensely, and it would also serve to a certain extent to keep them out of the Chinese, from under the Chinese thumb. Now, if I'm correct, and it's a big if, folks, this is, this is almost complete speculation on very scanty information. I just found out about this this afternoon and haven't had much time to delve into it much further. But if I'm correct that this may be something to watch, that there are things in development, in other words, then if indeed this is a, a Japanese-sponsored or backed move, then the country to watch in that region will be Australia because the Australians have been uh, for a number of years questioning this whole uh, ascendancy of China. Nobody in the region from Vietnam, Malaysia, Burma, and so on, nobody really trusts the Chinese. And of course, there's the memory of World War II that makes, makes it problematic for Japan as well. But uh, in terms of the trust factor, I think there's probably relatively more trust of Japan than there would be of China. The country to watch here is Australia. If Australia goes for something like this, and it's questionable whether they would be able to sever their ties completely with the dollar, but if they get on board with even a partial implementation uh, or discussion of this idea, then that to me signals that, yeah, something like this may be in the works. The other country to watch uh, with this development, if indeed it is a development again, the other country to watch in the region will be Indonesia because, again, uh, you're dealing with a country that doesn't particularly uh, want to see China in the ascendant, has bad memories, of course, from World War II with the Japanese. So these two countries are going to be crucial if anything like this is going to happen. This may be a trial balloon and nothing more than that that was floated by Malaysia in Japan, but I tend to think probably not. Uh, with all of the focus on what's going on in Asia right now, I don't think that Malaysia would be uh, inclined to take and float that kind of risky trial balloon. I think we may be looking at the beginning, the very, very beginning of a possible uh, new way of thinking about how to organize financial clearing and so on in that region. Time's going to tell. This is 
This is very off-the-cuff speculation, but it's a significant development if indeed they aren't just sending up a trial balloon. So don't forget, folks, tomorrow we do have a makeup vid chat at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. I'll be in there early, as I always am. Uh, and then the schedule will return to the normal vid chat schedule, so make sure you check out the schedule on the website. For those of you who are members of the website but who may still be unaware, I just recorded a very interesting interview with Elana Freeland, the uh, authoress of Under an Ionized Sky. Uh, we had a very good discussion, particularly about the fact that the weather modification technologies uh, in use and that have been in use more or less consistently in the last 20 years means that there literally is no no such thing anymore of completely natural weather. So check out that interview if you're not aware of it already. All right, that's it uh, for this week's news and views. This may be a development that's very significant. Then again, it may just be a trial balloon floated out there. Time is going to tell. But uh, my suspicion is that uh, in the next three to five years, we're going to see that kind of talk increasing from different countries that would stand to benefit in that region and that also are very, very skeptical uh, about being under the Chinese yoke. So Japan, Indonesia, Malaysia, Australia, these are countries to watch now in the next few years. All right, that's it for this week's news and views. I'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.